0: Welcome to the Lead Management Mastermind Show, the only podcast where you'll learn about lead management best practices from the top lead management and sales marketing executives in the industry. Hear about the optimization, strategy, and techniques that have made each of our guests the best of the best in the lead management domain.
1: Live from the headquarters of SDP Solutions, here's your host, Scott Payne. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lead Management Masterminds Podcast. This is your host, Scott Payne. Welcome back to the show. We are kicking off a long uh, line of podcast episodes, and I'm so excited to have with us our next guest today. I've been asking her, trying to coordinate this for, for years now, finally working out. So excited to have Catherine Campbell with us today. She's the Chief Digital Officer at Assurance Financial, and also, again, someone I've worked with very closely and have a lot of respect for not only what she's done but the strategies and things that i've learned from her along the way so uh, really excited to have her on catherine how you doing today
2: very well thank you thrilled to be here thanks for having me scott thanks for coordinating
1: absolutely so i'm going to turn it over to you for a few moments before i go into your long list of awards and stuff that you've won unless you want to happen you're happy to share some of those with us as well But. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and then give me your history a little bit? Sure, you absolutely.
2: Doing? You know, I have really sort of an ideal background that I never knew would ever be applicable to anything, right? Those of us that started off in startup many years ago, I was in San Francisco for 20 years in the very early days of startup and dot com and us really inventing what a KPI looked like for a digital experience. You know, where where would navigation go? Would navigation go across the top of a page or down the left side of a page? Would someone would con- Bert on this size banner or that size pop-up, you know, very, very early days. And then that led into a lot of marketing because what became exciting was we actually, you know, that old phrase where I know 50% of my marketing works. I just don't know which 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, we went away with a digital experience. We could tell you exactly what percent of your marketing worked and exactly where it did into what ROI. And so from there, I um, largely went into financial services. was a kind of integral part in helping the uh, life insurance product go digital. And that's a product that similar to mortgage people thought would never go digital it's so personal you're getting this for your children and your wife and you know it's it's the intimate details about your life and it would never just be a digital experience Um, and now most people go online and fill out everything for for life insurance and get it pretty quickly long story short you know many years of being both a digital marketer and ultimately leading to numerous integrations and technologies to attain that marketing journey and experience led me to kind of a lot of depth into the knowledge of both technology and marketing. So here it becomes very applicable that all of that work along with financial services brings us to really the most laggard and hence to me the most exciting because of the big leaps we had in the early 2000s across every industry, big leaps of efficiency and improvement. Now it's, it's very commonplace to have you know real efficiency and technology across travel and education and insurance but not in mortgage yet so i'm thrilled to be here doing it again
1: so so i'm going to go through the list of awards because people just need to hear i mean uh, and if you're not following Catherine on linkedin i highly recommend you do there's all kinds of content being posted from all over the place but i just want to read a couple things so mortgage professional america elite women 2022 housing wire marketing leader 2022 legends of living honoree mortgage banker magazine 2022 had a good year total expert the Technology Trailblazer 2022, Housing Wire Tech Trendsetter of the Year 2020, Customer Advisory Boards for Snapdoc, Sales Boomerang. You are pretty busy, it sounds like.
2: I am very busy. It's it's such an honor to be honored for what I, you know. I believe is really good work, and that and it's it's more Definitely. than just to me the good work that is by an, a large team. I manage about thirty vendors and and you know fifteen people directly. You know, so it's not just me doing this work. I appreciate that that I you know they're I'm the face of a lot of this, but it's a lot of people involved in that. But I think more than just the good work what's being recognized is digital work in this industry, where we're now very interested in people that are doing it and how they're doing it. And so it's not a sidebar. It's not something, you know, this, you know, we used to talk, talk about the digital arm, you'd have a mortgage company and maybe have a little digital arm calling on some leads. We are the mortgage company now, digital is. And so I think it's fantastic that that's being recognized across the industry.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, And I mean, truly, you know, sometimes you always hear, the awards you like they're fluff or whatever but you like you've literally earned this stuff i've I've been on calls with you and we've talked many times and in fact as i mentioned earlier i've learned a lot from you as well where you know it's like well i never really thought about that way actually let's try that out we tried it out and it worked i'm like i'm gonna steal that idea and so i've stolen your ideas
2: well Um, and back at you i have yours and you see where we're getting to you know having more experience in the field We have a little bit of a unique opportunity, which I'm I'm grateful for. I'm envious of some of the younger people getting into this, but we had to do it all. There was no, there was no expert in SEO and then an expert in SEM and then an expert in social media. I mean, we are still inventing social media, making that work, right? So there's, it's, it's, you know, we just had to do it all. And so we have some experience across the board to, you know, aggregate an experience for, you know, a full digital marketing plan or a lead generation plan. That is not the case today. You know, people dive very deep into SEO, very deep into lead generation, very deep into SEM. So I definitely rely on a strong partner like you. You have taught me, I can promise you as much or more as I've taught you.
1: I appreciate that. Uh, well, so you talked a little about life insurance and, and and kind of how that's been digitalized. What would you say, you know, biggest lessons learned as it relates to Getting that kind of more digital application, right, with, with some of the stuff you guys do from not only the tracking standpoint, but, you know, as it gets into take the application, take some of the stuff, you know, off of the loan officer's plate, what were some of the biggest lessons learned when really digging into that mortgage digital experience that you found?
2: I think that we have sort of two categories of this evolution of the digital application. One is, you know, basic form input. Are people even willing to say, here's my name, number, social security number, you know, basic information on where I work. Are people willing to do that on a very big, product and, and, and you know significant decision like, like a mortgage. Am I really gonna borrow $400,000 starting online with some very personal data with a company I've never met, right? That's or true. even if it's Lenny Tree, you might be confident in, in the brand name of the company that you're starting this lead generation with, but that doesn't mean you really have any idea where it's going or how it's being handled. So right. are people really, how far are they willing to go? Okay, so that's one segment of the digital application. We were fairly confident in being able to attain that because I do have a background in this and being able to sort of drive user uh, trust Mm
1: -hmm.
2: is a big piece of that. Now we have this other side where we're saying, okay, will you actually use Plaid? Will you log into your banks and let us pull your digital transactions for the last 60 days Without meeting us, or even with meeting us, right? Will you go in and log into your ADP account and let us pull the transaction history of your paychecks? Will you log into TurboTax and let us pull your tax returns directly? That is a, no- a little more novel experience and very intimate knowledge that you sort of are starting to see people who are really ready to trust that digital experience and understand that we're not retaining logins. In fact, you're logging into a, you know, a a mutual system. It's actually your own login. It's not a login through us that gathers that data. And so there's a gap there. There is definitely a gap is what we've learned is that most people are very ready to, to enter basic information, even as far as their social security number, their private information. But when you're asking a, a company to go into third party personal accounts and just have what they would perceive as unlimited access into their lives in these, you know, 401ks and other worlds, they're a little more hesitant to do that. I would also say that Quicken Loans, fortunately, has about $900 million a year to spend on marketing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do not. So (laughs) what they can do and what they've done over the last few years, even pre-COVID, is train the public that they can come in and start an application online. Expect it. You should be able to press button, get mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. So that changed and altered the average user's behavior about the ability that you could even go get a mortgage online. You know, until really 2015, people were still asking their next door neighbors, do you where I can get a mortgage, right? We were not doing that with, do you know where I can buy a plane ticket? Where's the, where's the local travel agency around here, right? Mm-hmm. You just went to Expedia and booked travel. You didn't ask anyone for that anymore. That became, you know, a big help to people like us and you know, the mid midsize IMBs that didn't have to do the expense of trying to convince the market they could go online and get it. All we had to do since they had already trended the market to search was start to compete with a good experience there. And Definitely. so most people, and, certainly with, with COVID being the largest impetus where we had to largely take the application digitally, went ahead and figured out a point of sale system. And people thought, okay, well, if I've got a point of sale system and you can fill out your basic information online, I've got a digital mortgage, right? Well, that's not a digital mortgage. That's a digital right. application. And right. we got a long way to go from there. right? But it was a great starting point for borrowers, realtors, loan officers, operations teams, appraisers, to all realize we're going digital. And, you know, we've evolved very, very quickly since then.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm, I think I'm going to say it now because I have told so many people about this along the way, because again, I stole your idea and, and, and have used it many times. But one of the stories real quick is that I was just like, there's no there's no way we should do this. We should not do this. No, I t- like walk me through what you're thinking, Catherine. Why would we do this? And that is, that essentially we wanted the, the the lead management system in this case philosophy to essentially force a phone caller or, or require kind of a phone call be made through a shotgun method get someone on the phone as soon as that customer kind of got into the application part of the process like they got to like stage let's call it two or three the thought was or my thought was is like why would you want to interrupt someone who is going through this kind of digital application well what we knew and what you knew was that customers are going to eventually get to these questions that are a little harder and will eventually abandon out. And so what I loved about your strategy was it mixed both like the personal, I need to have a little quick conversation with you so that you can trust us. And then when you get to the parts where you typically might fall off, then you're going to feel more comfortable with actually executing on that. And so, you know, we set it up essentially, you know, gets to a certain point. We shotgun it out. People get on the phone. Here's just a quick call with this, or maybe they'll leave a quick voicemail or maybe send an SMS, whatever it might be, just to say, hey, you just started, we're here for you, if you have any questions, let us know, and you feel more comfortable with it. So again, was kind of mind blowing to me because I'm like, why would you want to interrupt them? But it makes sense in this case when you knew or you knew there's a potential for it abandonment, especially depending on if like where that customer came from, if they went to a certain website versus you know, through a lead source, right? You yeah, would right, think the right. website's gonna have less trust. They're not gonna really, maybe it's the opposite, right? Could be one or the other, but. Essentially, you know, you got to get, got to build their trust, have that. touch of human and you know digital into one
2: absolutely this is what we constantly talk about what's the high-tech versus high-touch which one should be the 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 leader in which stage of both the application as well as the entire journey of the loan like how many calls do you really need from us if you're getting alerts and emails that says you're in processing you're in underwriting do we need to call you and say hey I just want you to know you're in processing yeah I got the text and the email I got it I got it okay I don't need another phone call or does it get really nerve-wracking when they get into underwriting and decision-making are they really nervous Service. even though they know that they don't have a decision yet should a person call and say I know you know a decisions coming hang in here we're only 24 hours away you know where is the high-tech and the high-tech sort of overlapping I think the biggest difference in the lead gen coming through Velocify that made you know made the big difference for us is that when before this sort of concept of high tech and high touch came into play, the moment a person entered in just a little bit of a lead form, right? If it was Lending Tree or if it was our own website, what happened? The phone calls just boom, 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 boom. You know, people are starting to press like submit, like, oh, okay, submit, you know, and here goes right. my phone, it's gonna blow up, right? The frustration behind that was because you were getting so many sales calls. When you turn that around and allow somebody to start online recognizing that if they do those more in-depth steps of logging into adp their blend bank accounts their Mm -hmm. 401k accounts you could have day one certainty and you could get that sucker turned around really fast you're talking about a very very efficient file if they do things like that that it serves you to turn the conversation around and make it a service call And this was crazy talk to a consumer direct team like what we are going to call. We need salespeople. They, They need to have five years of experience and they need to call make 150 phone calls a day. And I'm like, okay. how about they just call the people that are applying and say, I'm just here for you. Mm -hmm. I see that I can see that you're applying, you know, and that human touch and the lack of pressure instead of saying, you know, can you hurry up and finish it up? Or can I just finish it for you right now? It's Mm -hmm. you are in the middle of this. I'm here to let you know who I am. And that really can be a comforting message through a phone call if they choose to answer or a text message has worked very Mm -hmm. well. Hey, I see that you're applying. My name is Catherine. I'm going to be the one actually helping you. Happy to hop on the phone now if you have questions with the application or if you've completed it once you've completed it i will call you (laughs) and then there's just there's okay so i'm gonna i'm i can do this online i'm going to do this and i know what the expectation is
1: i love it too the other thing we you know you and i've spent a lot of time on and really i've learned a lot and what is the best way to do this is abandon applications so someone who does get to those points and then they abandon what do you need to do to follow up to get the customer back and it's essentially a lead again you need to have a contact strategy and follow up and give them back on the phone to answer questions or text, whatever it might be, to understand what those concerns were, alleviate those concerns and then get them back into the application to finish up from there. So lots of stuff we worked on in the past that I think have just taken, you know, that to the next level. And, you know, we're working with a couple of other POS systems now to to really help them understand the kind of concept of this and why it's so important. I'll just say that you might've changed the world. I'm just oh,
2: I'm you know. all about changing. I wake up in the morning, in the morning, Scott, to change the world. <laughs> Part is that giving them the reason that it benefits them. It's the slightest tweak of your of your marketing language. Instead of saying, you know, we still need this so we can approve you. Okay, well, that still sounds like it's a lot about you, you know. Instead right. of saying, if you complete these steps, we can approve you faster. Want to you want to get approved in 48 hours? Click here. You know, that way are like, oh, I get something for giving something, and what right. is it that I'm going to get? So that little bit of language week is important.
1: It's so huge. So you talked a little bit about coming out of COVID, you know, experience, but any other lessons learned you found, you know, from just a consumer kind of engagement standpoint, like talk to some people where it's essentially like, well, you know, they used to do this, but now that they're, you know, got used to work, maybe working from home, or maybe they were Zoom calls, you know, grandma was on Zoom calls, and she's used to that now. And so what have you seen in your world that's shifted a little bit because of that experience we all went through?
2: Great question. I'm going to I'm going to answer that in a second here with a couple of little stats, but here's what's important to know for those of us that who have helped sort of revolutionize other industries when, you know, this is a tough year, tough market. There's no doubt about it. But when this turns around, it's not going to be like when it turned around again, you know, in 2017, 2016, when, when the market started to come back after the crash it's not going to look like that. We're not going to say, Oh, I remember how to be busy. We're just going to go back and and act like we did in 2009 when we were busy. Okay. That's not going to happen. What's going to happen is that it's, going to have completely evolved because this lag in the industry right now gives us an opportunity to not only bring on and integrate and implement these new mm-hmm. solutions, it's allowing the LOs and all of our internal teams to adopt these solutions. And mm-hmm. so if you want to compete, when we get back to you know an aggressive market, you better be doing this stuff for sure. And so these are some of the things, You know, Gartner is a partner of ours. They regularly release studies and they just released a study on, in 2022 from CEOs. And some of the things they said was, you know, consumer expectation is up and this is specific to mortgage okay? and banking. Uh, consumer expectation is up. Demand for innovation is up, uh, making it easier is part of that demand. Need for speed, that need is up. And so how are we going to keep up? And so what they said is that one in three consumers now use a digital wallet or contactless payment method. of banks plan to improve banking customer experience by enhancements to chat bots. And then 63% of banks plan to improve banking customer experience by using customer data analytics sources. So this is huge. This is saying 63% of people are going to use behavior to influence how we work with you. So Mm -hmm. if you have visited baby sites, and first-time home buyer sites i am not going to treat you like this is your third mortgage could you hurry up and get that application in okay Mm If 63% of the financial industry is looking at that, you better think beyond, do I have a way to send a link and get them started to apply online? This is right. very intimate, you know, conversation with these people. If you look at 61% that are improving the experience by chatbots, okay, well, we thought we were so fancy that we could text. You know, maybe I don't want to give you my cell phone text information and all of that just yet, particularly if I'm talking to numerous banks. I'm mm-hmm. on your site or you know, you know, whatever app or experience you may have, and I just want to ask you some questions. I want answers to those questions I don't want to say yes you can call me yes you can call me okay. I want to get answers through those chatbots, and 60% of the uh, financial services world is ready to answer that way so you know this is big changes
1: yeah I, I have I use wallet now I never thought I would I'm like oh that's crazy why would I put my personal content you know or credit card information on there now I'm like hit, hit, you know, tap and go
2: exactly. you know, I went to the store for the first time uh, last week and I, I realized my son, I had given him my, my debit card. I just walk you know, with my license and debit card for the most part when I'm running around town and I had no way to pay. And I said, I opened up my Google pay uh, app right then, right in front of him. I said, I have got, I just, I just got these six pieces of groceries. I've got to pay for it right now. And thank gosh, they took Google pay and I paid.
1: That's crazy where we're going. Question for you next. I have, you know, as, as far as you talked about a second ago, like left and right, where do I put this and that, so there's a lot of testing I know you guys do there uh, at Assurance as far as what works and what doesn't work. Any insight you could provide on what you've seen to be successful, or maybe just a strategy without giving away kind of anything secret? But you know, what have you found? You know, from from that standpoint as it relates to maybe driving more leads or driving conversions, or you know, you know, we work on this together. Was you know just getting like just the app source to the application so that we could then track like some other things as well
0: that's awesome. exactly what is the
1: impact in the world
2: well all the ab and testing and now i call it abc testing because there's you know kind of multi-variants that are easier in, today in this industry only is is the beginning none of it means anything without the Velocify output and right and, and obviously the full conversion into your los so Though Without that data being accurate in the back end, the front end, that might be fun marketing stuff, but it doesn't mean a whole lot. Because I might buy a keyword, let's say that I buy a keyword, you know, FHA mortgage, and that may be generating tons of leads. So we start pulling credit because we've got leads and we're going to see if they're good, you know, worthy applicants and try to really get in touch with them. But if I don't know that that's the lead source that came over, I can't attribute the credit back to that particular word. I might just think I have a great paid search campaign and augment everything on the same side if i have tons of leads but no conversions and i've spent all that money on pulling credit and and all maybe even twn the work number or something Definitely. That's a lot of money into an applicant that was never going to convert. So we need to slow that, slow the roll on that word. Let's say, so that the ABC is everything from the very bottom of, of, of the funnel. Very, very important. Okay, let's back this up for one second. This is what a lot of people miss in this industry, just because it's it's more novel conversation. You still could not measure as well what parts of the funnel were really critical to the final conversion? Like what got you to the bottom of that funnel? Mm -hmm. Because we didn't have digital applications. So, but if you had to walk in and do a paper, paper 10 Oh three, or you just took an application over the phone, you really could never make those connections. You didn't know. Now we, we know because of this digital process. So it's very important to say, If I'm going to do a lot of Facebook advertising, particularly because of Hamda rules and redlining, you can't get really granular in who you're Facebook advertising to any longer. You can pick certain regions, but that's about it. You can't discriminate against age and and, you know, rightfully so against other opportunities you would if you had like, let's say, women's shoes. I always love to compare this to women's shoes, right? Women's shoes, don't give me that phone call when I'm in the middle of buying that shoe because I'm already hesitating to buy the shoe because I don't need any more shoes. (laughs) So like don't don't be interrupting the process. Let me just convert. Very, very different. But if you think about the two, it sort of helps you make a decision. So Facebook ads are very high level funnel because no one has searched for a mortgage. They are just literally in their in their stream, right? And you're trying to hit that general area and you hope that there's some behavior or some look-alike audiences that might match somebody else who would come along. It's very hard to say somebody would go from just you know, veg it out in their Facebook stream to actually applying for a mortgage. They okay. may be interested, we hope to chase them with, with retargeting, remarketing, but that does not necessarily mean they are ready to convert at that moment. So that's very high level, even though people tend to think, oh, we're just gonna advertise on Facebook and, and get all of our leads that way. Then you have some mid-level funnel opportunities, display obviously the retargeting stuff even, but ways that you can go in and if someone's reading an, an article in Forbes, particularly about mortgages, that's a great place potentially, and you're obviously in the mindset of that, and so you have a, a you know higher propensity to actually convert right out of that experience. But the real bottom of the funnel has always been paid search. It's the reason why you know Google has more money than God, and and we all still uh, still worship that that uh, opportunity is marketers is because that's the very very bottom of the funnel so when you're testing that's what you need to test from don't test your AB experiences for conversions out of Facebook let's see if they like this image or that image more you got you have a lot of nurturing to do most likely Out of that. So, you know, it's expensive sometimes, uh, particularly the more people that get digital, the more expensive it's going to get. So, hop in the game is all I can say. So, the very bottom is going to tell you, you know, mortgage near me, apply for a mortgage, spend money on those words to say, does this experience convert best or does that experience convert best? And by and large, what, you know, we have found and what I see more and more, you know, mortgage companies doing is get away from the conversation of, do you want a conventional loan? Click here. This is what a conventional loan is. Don't train people on what a mortgage is. You want to know the mortgage process click here and learn every single detail of them. No, actually, I want you to know the mortgage process. I just want a mortgage. Just say, you know, time for that dream home, downsizing, upsizing. I call it right sizing. You know, what is it that you need? We're just going to help you get that thing you need. Uh, lots of testing around copy and images with that.
1: I love it. Check out is it assurancefinancial.com is that how, how how do we get to the mortgage side of things i would love for people to see sure.
2: Well, we very excitingly just launched a new experience. So we have assurancemortgage.com. so we could get mortgage in our URL is important. So assurancemortgage.com. And then we just launched askabby.com, A-B-B-Y, askabby.com, which is a self-serve experience where uh, we're sort of going after the millennial first time in Gen Z, first time home buyers that just don't want the phone to ring. I just want to self-serve, get me my pre-approval letter right now. And they can actually uh, go that far on that site. So it's pretty cool.
1: Cool. And then we track all of that back into the lead to see where track. it came from. All is, of it back into awesome. That's yeah. right. Awesome. Well, I heard you say, and we'll wrap up with this question. I heard you say a couple of times the word integration. And as I look through, I mean, I know kind of a little bit about what your tech stack is, but I, on your LinkedIn profile, perhaps, you know, in the first year, launched nine technologies, right? So Hootsuite, Amplify, Social Survey, Total Expert, Blend, SnapDocs, Sales Boomer, Domo, right? We've done Velocity stuff. So, integration becomes super important. Just interested to hear kind of your thoughts on kind of the success. Uh, we've, We've talked a couple of times that the success of this is, you know, for these companies has to be around how you integrate with other stuff. That's right. When I say the word integrate, what comes to mind today in 2022 for you?
2: Salesforce. So, you know, at the end of the day, you have to have a single source of truth and a single point of all data to report through. A lot of our tools in this industry are still sort of in their infancy and already starting to partner, which, you know, might be great for them across other industries. This is a very complex, you know, highly compliant, you know, industry. And so, If I cannot get the partners to play together, that means I sort of have to own the journey myself. And that's not just the journey for our borrowers, and that should be more seamless than it is even today. It's the journey for our loan officers. It's the journey for all of our ops teams. The, the ability to do what you need to do in a digital experience seamlessly should be much easier than it is today. And so that means uh, integrations across numerous tools. You know, either everybody has 14 logins, you know, your client might even have three or four logins, now log in for disclosures, now log in for documentation. Now, you know, that's that's very confusing. Or we start to integrate seamlessly, create SSOs, overlay with a, with a similar branding image. We should be able to control it to where the borrower just feels like, oh, I never knew I use SnapDocs. So I just, I just worked with Assurance Financial.
1: You know. Yeah. Well, Catherine, thanks for joining. I, I, I do have one more question. I guess. Okay. This is kind of a random question, but what is your favorite lead management KPI that tells you would tell you the most? I'm, I'm surprising you with this one, but what is your like favorite KPI?
2: So we actually have a case. So we have a cost per click and a cost per lead and a cost per conversion, right. Or an acquisition, the typical sort of things, but my favorite, and of course I'm going to throw you for a loop here, Scott is, is called my, we call it the CPG and it's our cost per Goldilocks. And that's because it's got to be just right. What is that? Just right conversion. So I'm going to answer your question with a question. And that is, what is it for you, your company, not necessarily to you, to your, your clients? What is it to you? What, you know, what is it that when, when you look at the very end to end, you go, that's where we win. We win right at the very beginning or we win back here. And that's when it's worth spending more money on. And so your CPG has got to be it. And I know what ours is and I'm not sharing that.
1: All right. (laughs) I I won't make you share it with us today, but thanks for at least sharing that insight. Again, thanks for joining with us today. Happy to have you on finally. And, uh, Best of luck to you the rest of the year and where can people find you if they'd like to connect with you? What's the best place to, to reach out to you? Uh,
2: LinkedIn, just, uh, Catherine Campbell at assurance financial, happy to connect with people on LinkedIn. And I appreciate it again, Scott. Great to talk to you. Uh, I love the good work you're doing too. The brand, the whole thing looks awesome.
1: I appreciate it very much. And yeah, by the way, there's some really good videos with you and Alex over at sales boomerang and Dave Savage, some really, really good, powerful stuff that, uh, People should go check out on on YouTube. really just type in Catherine Campbell. Assurance is what I did. And you can find it all pulled right up. So again, Catherine, thanks for your time today. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you all next time.
0: Okay, take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Lead Management Masterminds Podcast. Today's episode is presented by SDP Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things lead management, strategy, and optimization. Please visit us at www.sdp-solutions.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast site.